Good morning. Let us open in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. We know that we come, each one of us come to you individually, and you welcome your, you open your arms to each one of us. But you call us also to gather together, to worship, to learn from one another how there is nothing beyond you, and that you work in each one of our lives individually as you see that it is needed. So Lord, we invite in the Holy Spirit and may our minds and hearts be open to hear your word. This we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship our Lord. Good morning. You know, I know you know that there's an event going on today where there's gonna be lots of food, lots of drinking, and lots of watching some football, but I'm gonna, our devotional today is on the bread of life. He who wins souls is wise. We have the bread of life to give to a hungry world, the bread of life, Jesus Christ. We may be filling ourselves with feeding others, and we ignore him who is the one that feeds us, but we must keep offering Christ to a spiritually dying world. We have water to give to a thirsting world, the living water, Jesus Christ. People may seek to quench their souls in hundreds of ways, but we must keep crying out, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Sometimes they can't come, and we have to carry it to them. We must persevere. We must never give up. Christ never gave up. We must, in our perseverance, become obedient to the point of death. All around, people who hunger and thirst for God, although they may not even realize it, will you point them to Christ, who alone can satisfy their deepest longings? The hope for today. Who do you know that is hungry and wanting something more? Who do you know around you that is parched and longing for something to refresh their soul? Do not let them leave your presence without catching having them catch a glimpse of Christ.
serve. my heart, Lord. Change my heart, O God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O
Testament reading today comes from Isaiah 40, verses 21 through 31. Haven't you heard? Don't you understand? Are you deaf from the words of God? The words he gave before the world began. Are you so ignorant? God sits above the circle of the earth. The people below seem like grasshoppers to him. He spreads out the heavens like a curtain and makes his tent from them. He judges the great people of the world and brings them all to nothing. They hardly get started, barely taking root. When he blows on them, they wither. The wind carries them off like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal, asked the Holy One. Look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and incompatible strength, not a single one is missing. O Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? O Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired. A young man will fall to exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings of eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Say the Lord's Prayer with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. is fairer 
Testament reading today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 29 through 39. After Jesus left the synagogue with James and John, they went to Simon and Andrew's home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. They told Jesus about her right away, so he went to her bedside took her by the hand and helped her sit up. Then the fever left her and she prepared a meal for them. That evening after sunset, many sick and demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. The whole town gathered at the door to watch. So Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases and he cast out many demons. But because the demons knew who he was, he did not allow them to speak. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. To pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. When they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. But Jesus replied, we must go on to other towns as well, and I will preach to them too. That is why I came. So he traveled throughout the region of Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and casting out demons. If you take your bulletin, we have a responsive reading. Holy God, you gather the whole universe into your radiance presence. Continually reveal your Son as our Savior. Bring healing to all wounds. Make whole all that is broken. Speak truth to all illusion and shed light in every darkness that all creation will see your glory and know your Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you call on us to give back. We know that all belongs to you. We know that the everything in the world is because you created it and you saw fit that it be wherever it is and for those things that you have you have placed in our in our care you ask you tell us that we need to give some back so that others can know your love so that they can be used to further your kingdom lord we ask that the gifts that we give today are used just for that purpose we ask this in your son's name, amen.
There's some advantages to growing older. I just haven't figured out what they are yet. Still working on it. Father, we thank you again for today. And Lord, how Iris and I thank you for this fellowship, for the love that we have sensed all these years. And Lord, for the support and the encouragement. Father, we've watched each other as we grow older, Lord, and things that used to work don't work anymore. And things that used to be well are now broken. But thank you, Father, we can still serve you with our heart and our mind and our soul, all that we are. So, most of all, we thank you for your word because that's what life is for us. So, Father, we commit this time to you I ask that you would be pleased to use this servant as we look at your word today in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I'm in Psalm 103. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Psalm 103. Verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all of your iniquities and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things. I've got written in my pen after that perpetually. He continues to satisfy your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Father, thank you for that in Christ's name. The Chamber of Commerce, I've been asked too, uh, when I, for the Chamber of Commerce here in Tucson to, to have prayer for their opening sessions. But um, this was another Chamber of Commerce in another community. They asked the pastor to um, offer the blessing at the banquet honoring elected officials. The master of ceremonies forgot to call for the prayer and did not discover the mistake until the meal was over, which probably is the best time to pray anyway, to thank him for a meal. But So the master of ceremonies was embarrassed and, of course, he asked the pastor if he would pray anyway. Unperturbed by the mistake, the pastor rose and said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> For close to 3,000 years, God's people have recited those beautiful lines. Yet we never seem to come to grips with the fundamental question is, how do we, how does a person, how do we bless God? He blesses us and the things that we have and that we see and that we enjoy, all those things. But how do we bless him? It's easy to see how Jesus blessed the little children who gathered around him, and we've seen some beautiful artist renditions of him doing that. But how could these children bless Jesus? It was easy to see how God blessed David, but how could David bless God? 
So David's answer to the question is what we just read in Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. I want to share with you this morning, first of all, how does a person bless God? How do we bless God? First of all, we bless God by remembering. for what he has done, and thanking him for it. When God blesses us with gifts, we bless him with gratitude. If God blesses us by giving us things, we bless him by giving him thanks. Thanksgiving that blesses God must be wholehearted. And I looked that up. I wasn't sure what wholehearted meant. I thought I did, but just to make it clear, it's free from all reserve or hesitation. David called on all within him to remember all the Lord's benefits. Spurgeon said in his Treasury of David, a volume, God's all cannot be praised with less than our all. Thanksgiving that blesses God must also be specific. And David, in what we just read, lists some of the things that God gave him. So I'd like us to join him today and uh, look at some of those blessings. In verse 3, who pardons all of your sins, and heals all of your diseases. I don't know about you, I'm 82 years old, and so I've gone around the block a few times, and I know some of you have as well. But we thank God for his forgiveness. I do. David, King David, needed forgiveness for sin had stained his past when he committed adultery with Bathsheba. And she was turned up to be pregnant, and he tried to cover it up by ordering her husband's death so he could make her her wife. I don't. Our friend Rick Hill is not here today, but he would say to me sometimes, Pastor, I can't understand. Help me understand how David could be the kind of man that he was. And yet God said to him, he is after my own heart. A man after God's heart. Adultery, murder, and sometimes, I'm not, when I think about things that I have done, I'm grateful for his forgiveness. As a young man, I used to kneel beside my bed upstairs in our home of my parents. I'd kneel beside the bed and I'd cry out to God and ask him to forgive me. I'm sure that David's heart and his mind burned with shame as he thought about all that he had done but he couldn't take it back, and he couldn't fix it. But what he could do is to call on God for forgiveness. 
And that's what we do. That's all we can do. And God generously, generously forgave him. No wonder he offered thanks for forgiveness. Think back to the times in your life, as I thought back in the times of my life as I was writing this, when my heart and my mind was heavy with shame, hoping that no one would ever find out what I had done or thought, remembering the tears that went down my cheeks as they went down yours. And when we ask for forgiveness, how quick, how swift his coming and how loving his touch to clean our soul and to wash away our sin. Oh, I can't remember her name, sweetheart. I don't know if you can. Um, she used to be so faithful. Both of us, she and both of them were here, worshipped. They were from... Um, now, well, Chapman's too, but anyway, it's not... It's okay. She, she would talk to me and say to me, I'll... Thankful she was that all her sins were forgiven. My sin, oh the bless, oh the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. It is well with my soul, as Spafford wrote. Not long before she died, secular humanist Margarita Lasky said. What I envy most about Christians is forgiveness. I have nobody to forgive me. But we have someone to forgive us, and we have someone who has forgiven us. When we count our blessings, thank God for his forgiveness. So we thank God for his forgiveness. And secondly, we thank God for his healing. In verse 3, who pardons all our iniquities, who heals all of our diseases. Only God does that. People say to me sometimes, Pastor Jerry, do you believe in divine healing? And I said, absolutely. Absolutely believe in divine healing. There's no other kind. <laughs> There's no healing that's not divine. I know that God usually heals by means of doctors and medicines and hospitals, and I thank God for them. Sometimes heals without doctors and medicines and hospitals. Sometimes he heals in spite of doctors and medicines and hospitals. <laughs> but always and only, it is God who heals. More than 400 years ago, a French doctor by the name of Paré said, I dress the wounds, but God heals them. And I don't want us to limit his healing to physical healing alone, but David said that God heals all diseases, including those of the mind and the emotions. 
at a meeting of some Catholic charismatics in the University of San Francisco in November 1978. A woman tells how God healed her of shame, shame that she'd grown up poor with fewer privileges than others seemed to have. Others at that conference testified how God healed them of temper and depression and memory of conscience and of hate. <laughs> when we count our blessings, thank God for his healing. We thank him for also for protection. David said that in this psalm, says the psalm of David. From David's earliest years, he had been a child of God's care. You read and think about the life of David. He had some cliffhangers, narrow escapes by the dozens. The jaw of a lion, the paw of a bear, the sword of Goliath, the javelin of Saul, the armies of Absalom, and the forces of the Philistines. Wow. When I wrote that, I thought, oh, that's overwhelming. David says he redeems my life from the pit. There are times when I realize that something could have happened to me, but it didn't. I've shared with you, I've been here so many years now that things are going around a second time, but I, I shared with you about my paper route as a junior high boy and how I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and it was very dark. But we had half of my paper route was in a neighborhood by the tracks with no streetlights. We had them in my block, but on that edge of my route, there was nothing, nothing but barking, nasty dogs, and a lot of spooky shadows and a lot of scary things. I remember being so afraid, so afraid as a junior high boy that I would back up against a tree. I felt that I could protect my back that way. All I had to be concerned about was my side and my front. Well, that's helped me mentally anyway. But I learned a lot about prayer as a child. Lord, the dog that got loose last night and was running in the neighborhood and wanted to take my leg off, Lord, thank you for protecting me. When I started working on the farm, the first things I did was to ride on the route with the owner of the farm, friends of ours, and he had a gas route, Belvedere, Illinois. And I got teased because every farm we stopped at had a mean dog. And every time I got out of the truck cab, that dog was after me and I was back in the cab. And the farm people used to tease the dickens out of me. When I was, an author that I was reading was telling a story that when his five-year-old when he was five years old, he said, my parents sent me to take a bath in a number two washtub on the back porch. 
And Steady said, I slipped off to play with a friend who lived just across the street, which would happen to be US Highway 84. When he heard my parents calling, I knew I had better hurry home. I jumped out of the swing where I sped across a short culvert and without looking, darted out into the highway, straight into the path of an oncoming truck, the biggest, blackest truck I'd ever seen was coming and this horn blared. The brakes squealed as I first froze and fell and then in front of the truck. This man goes on to tell that this truck slid to a stop with its right front tire a half a foot from his head. And I've thought at my age, how many times, I, I was on the road, I was driving 3,000 miles a month, I did it for 10 years. And there were some scary times, but I often said, thank you, Lord, for protecting me. Thank you, Lord, for getting to that intersection five seconds later than the other car. Thank you for your blessings, Lord. Number four, thank God for his love. The Hebrew word for crown comes from a root word that means to circle, to surround, or to hem in. I love gospel quartets, and I know that Cheryl does also. They sing a song being within the circle of his love. And then more contemporary musicians talk about rings in my life with so much love. A farmer once mounted a weather vane on his barn with the words, God is love, painted on it. A neighbor who didn't go much for religious things said, do you mean that God's love is as changeable as the wind? Oh no, said the farmer, I mean God's love no matter which way the wind blows, that he's love. If the wind blows fair, God's love. If the wind blows foul, God is love. If the wind does not blow at all, God is love. When you count your blessings, thank him for his love. And then, last, but thank him for the way he satisfies us. For his forgiveness, for his healing, for his protection, for his love, and for his satisfaction. Scotland's Robert Burns once wrote, some, of, some has meat and cannot eat, and some would eat that want it. But we have meat and we can eat, and so the Lord be thanked. Amen. Mick Jagger used to sing, I can't get no satisfaction. St. Augustine, what a contrast that is. Mick Jagger, St. Augustine. Thou hast made us for thyself, and our hearts find no rest until they rest in thee. I've often thought and often said that there is a vacuum in everybody's heart that only can be filled by God and forgiveness that only comes from him. Thanking God for his strength. Kidner said, his buoyant, tireless strength. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. God's list in this psalm is just suggestive. 
we must find time to thank him. Alexander White, great scholar, loved this passage of scripture that I just read in Psalm 103, and he put it together in a neat shell. He said, in these verses we have a law court, he pardons all our iniquities. We have the hospital, he heals all of our diseases. We have the slave market, he redeems our life from the pit. We have the throne room, for he crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. Uh, and leave it to Pastor Jerry to say, and it's a banquet hall, for he satisfies our spirit with good things. Father, thank you, thank you for all that you do for us, for satisfying us, for forgiving us, for protecting us, for providing for us, Father. I trust that our heart and our lives and our mind and our thoughts are constantly filled with thank you, thank you, thank you. Because that's how we bless you. I don't understand how that happens, Lord, but I read it and I know it, that when we bless you, Father, you are praised. Thank you, Father, for all, everything, all things that you do, have done, Father, over all these years. Thank you, Father, that we can trust you today. And I pray for each one of us here that whatever is on our heart and our minds and our thoughts, we just say right now, God, I commit that, I commit this, I commit them to you. In Christ's name, amen.
Father, we thank you for the greatest sacrifice that anyone could ever make, and that's what your son did for us on the cross. We know that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. But because he shed his blood, Father, and gave his life for us, we today can know your forgiveness. What a sweet, sweet thing, Lord, to have that forgiveness sweep over our lives. So we thank you for the cup, for the bread today, in Christ's name, amen. Christ's body symbolized for us. He told us to eat it. And then he took the cup. He said, this cup, and this is such an important thing, the new covenant in my blood, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So together, let us drink in remembrance of him. Amen, amen. Lift our hearts to heaven and praise the 
pray. Heavenly Father, the words we heard today, a reminder that David, even though he was, he was a man behind, uh, of God's, God's heart, he too sinned. He sinned viciously, and he, he sinned greatly, Lord. Yet God, through his magnificence, still forgave him and knew where his heart really stood. Let us understand that God can forgive anything we can do. He will be there with us. He can forgive us, Lord, but we must go to him. We must bless him. We must ask him for that forgiveness, Lord. Amen. Let us always remember this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God be with us till we meet again. Go and 